Hey everybody, welcome to this Xbox Life. Episode number 511, Building a Better Controller. My name is Rob, I'm your host for this show. Uh, just need to uh, make a quick announcement here. Um, you can find us live on Twitch Mixer and YouTube on Sundays at approximately 10 p.m. Central, 11 p.m. Eastern. Adjust it to your time zone, wherever that is. And then uh, we will be bumping the show up uh, in the next couple weeks and uh, possibly also move it to a new day. And then uh, also, we are not affiliated with Microsoft or the Xbox in any way. This is a show being done by fans for fans of the Microsoft Xbox. The views and opinions expressed on the show do not reflect those of a Microsoft. And once again, this is This Xbox Life. It's a show about the Xbox, gaming, and whatever else we want to talk about. And uh, so let's get on with the show over here. Uh, it's the beginning of the year. Not a whole lot going on, just a teeny tiny bit of uh, stuff going on. But uh, what have been what have I been playing over the past uh, couple of days? Of course, playing some Fortnite. That uh, goes without saying. Also played some more Dead Cells. Really enjoying that game as well. And I loaded up Celeste, but I never got a chance to. Um, actually give that one a go but uh that one looks a little interesting there and so that's really about it not a whole lot uh this is a holiday weekend for my family so there's been some a lot of busy stuff going on but um so moving uh, right along there um you can support us on patreon by going to this xboxlife.com forward slash patreon and also leave us a tip at thisxboxlife.com forward slash donate. Uh, it's absolutely not required, but it's definitely appreciated. It helps defray server costs and uh, all that good stuff as it costs to produce these shows. And also make sure to subscribe to This Xbox Life on Twitch, Mixer, YouTube, iTunes, your favorite podcast program, and all that other good stuff. So I've just got a couple of things here for the news and a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. Uh, like I said, not a whole lot happened this past week because, uh, you know, oh, I, I should mention Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Gaming New Year. Uh, it is now Sunday, June 6th. We are six days into the new year. So hopefully everybody gets a lot of gaming in this coming year. But, uh, you know, as we're winding down from the holidays, a, a little bit of stuff came out. Uh, I guess uh, no episode would be complete without me talking a little bit about Fortnite, and I kind of glossed over it in the earlier section there with uh, what I've been playing. And this is actually kind of silly. I, I just don't get this. So... A couple months back, I guess, there was a um, Eon skin, or, or is that Aeon? I forget now here. Uh, Eon, that's E-O-N, not A-O-N. So uh, there was a package, uh, a bundle with the Xbox One S that included the Fortnite Eon bundle. So what this was was an exclusive item set 
meaning a skin in the game, I believe a pickaxe, possibly glider. I don't remember if it had a, like a backpack, but it's all a matched set. And, you know, some people like that kind of stuff. And it also included 2,000 V-Bucks uh, for use in within the game. So that's the equivalent of about $20. So you can use it to buy tiers or whatever in the game. So they uh, also kind of got themselves in a jam, or at least I believe it's Epic, got themselves in a jam where they used the, I guess, unfortunate wording of a full game download of Fortnite. So what this basically means is, you know, you get Battle Royale, at least this was the intent. And Battle Royale, as I'm sure that most people are aware, is a free-to-play, free-to-download, it does not cost anything, uh, version of Fortnite. And it's really the one that's the most popular. It's the one that everybody wants to play. But apparently some people were, I guess, um, <laughs> to me, it's they were opportunists or whatnot, where they assumed or they wanted to be that they get a copy of Save the World. So Save the World, Fortnite Save the World, and Fortnite Battle Royale are two different games. Save the World costs. There's a certain amount of money you have to put into the game. It's going free to play supposedly later on this year, but currently when you buy into the game, you get founder's rewards. You're a founder in the game. You get like a, a jump start in the game. You get all this extra loot and llamas and gear that, you know, bumps you up a little bit from somebody starting from scratch with nothing. So what is Epic to do? They're going to be making the game free to play later on. Do they hold fast or, or whatnot? But what they've decided to do is basically to give people copies of Save the World. So the folks that have gotten the Eon bundle with Xbox One S are going to be getting a copy or codes sent to them that will unlock Save the World. You know, you can argue, does that even cost them anything? Well, I don't know. I don't think so. But uh, I really think it's kind of interesting how people are jumping in this and complaining that, you know, the Save the World, which I think nobody cares about for the most part, except myself, because to me, that's, uh, that's a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, they're trying to get this for free. And it's, yeah, it's, it's really kind of sad that it, it comes to that. You know, because it's clear to everybody, at least that's in the gaming world, what Fortnite is and what you're going to get. You know, to me, there's no question that you would get Battle Royale and that's what you get. But... Um, you know, marketing folks leaving themselves a loop, not loophole, but leaving an in like that, I guess that's what happened. It doesn't cost them anything extra. And I think a lot of these people that are trying to get her are just jumping on the bandwagon to get a copy of it and probably errantly thinking that they're going to farm V-Bucks through Save the World because you get, do get some free through that. But uh, I just thought this was interesting. So the codes are supposedly coming out over the next couple of weeks and they will be 
they're currently, I guess, looking at the folks that cashed in on the Eon bundle. So if, if you did, you'll be getting code for Save the World soon. And um, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. That's interesting how everything worked out with that. All right. Uh, now the main topic, and I, now I don't recall if I actually said the name of the show, Building a Better Controller was the title of the show. And here's the uh, part of the show where we kind of talk about that. And if you haven't heard, uh, there's been some controller plans leaked in the form of new patents uh, over the past week. So, you know, we do have a whole bunch of controllers. There's wired controllers from Microsoft and a whole bunch of other companies. There's the Elite Controller, various companies, you know, making their own you know, elite-like controllers, like what, Scuff and other people. And then there's the Duke controller going retro to the original Xbox. Well, the elite controller's been out for some time now. And, you know, what can they do to make that controller even better? It's a, it's a good question. It's sturdy. It's got replaceable components. So you can kind of customize it to your liking. It's got the paddles. Well, I guess Microsoft has found a couple of things that they can do to possibly improve the elites and possibly even regular controllers. And uh, there were a couple of patents that were filed recently and they got approved, um, I guess, as recently as December 2018. It's amazing how people follow patents and read through them and just try to get a scoop on things. So the first of the patents was titled Input Device with Linear Geared Feedback Trigger. Okay. And uh, apparently what that is is a user input device includes a user actual trigger configured to pivot about a trigger axis a rack gear interfacing with the user actual trigger, a force feedback motor included, including a drive gear interfacing with the rack gear and a posture sensor configured to determine the position of the user actual trigger about the trigger access. Whoa, this, uh, this stuff's kind of crazy, this uh, patent talk, but I guess you have to be specific to some degree as to exactly what you mean. So what this basically is, is um, a force feedback mechanism built into the triggers. So, you know, right now we have a rumble, which is really kind of like vibration uh, shake. I guess rumble isn't pro the proper way to say it for Microsoft devices. It's a vibration. And uh, so this introduces some kind of force feedback system, you know, probably where the controller pushes back uh, on the trigger. So uh, that's kind of cool. So I'm sure that's going to be a nice, um, a nice thing, nice value add to the controllers. Another patent was titled motor driven adjustable tension trigger. Hmm. So what that one is to me, that sounds kind of the same. But what that one is, is a user input device includes a user actual 
trigger configured to pivot about a trigger axis, a rack gear, and a return spring operate operatively immediate. Whoa, this is dry. The user actual trigger and the rack gear, a force feedback motor and a posture. This is, sounds like exactly the same. Maybe it's another way to do it, but in another form, sort of. Maybe to have in different controllers. So maybe different uh, cost versions or whatnot. But anyway, uh, so these are the two patents that came out. So we can probably expect sometime in the next, I guess we can't really expect it this year, but the next couple of years maybe that uh, we're going to have some kind of force feedback mechanism in our controllers, which is pretty cool. Is, uh, I think right now we can pro probably pretty much say that the Elite and the regular Xbox controllers are just amazing. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can say best in class, but wow, they are amazing, and you know they're finding stuff to improve. So it would be pretty awesome if uh, if we get this next step up in the controllers. Then you know, speaking of you know, what's coming in the future. Uh, there's an interesting article that happened in Forbes uh, the other day. Actually, this was yesterday. Actually, no, it was today, this morning. And, um, you know, we're all looking forward to seeing, you know, what's going to happen with the new consoles that are supposedly rumored. You know, there's some talk about the new PlayStation 5, the next Xbox, the new Xbox consoles that are supposedly coming out this year, maybe even that new system that was uh, announced uh, that it might be coming out in the next uh, couple of years that'll compete with Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo. But, you know, everybody's kind of looking forward to seeing, you know, what's coming in the next generation. And what this article talked about was that Microsoft kind of snuck in next generation technology in the Xbox one uh, generation now, and pretty much nobody really noticed. And that included automatic low latency mode and a variable ref refresh rate. So it's ALLM for automatic low latency mode and variable refresh rate is VRR. And, you know, we don't know if any of the competing consoles are going to be offered, but, you know, these were both added to the Xbox um, within the last year. Uh, so with uh, automatic low latency mode, when that's enabled, they say the timing input the timing between the input of the controller and the game's response is optimized based on the content being displayed on the screen. The benefit for games is the input lag is reduced to the point where it shouldn't be an issue. Competitive multiplayer games in which millisecond lags can mean the difference between success and failure will benefit the most from ALLM. And variable refresh rate, it's basically going to benefit every kind of game. So right now, TVs, at least in the U.S., are either 60 or 120 uh, hertz refresh rates, which basically 
means that that's how many times per second uh, they draw the image on the screen. Uh, oftentimes consoles are capped at either 30 or 60 frames per second. And uh, everything is great as long as you know we stay within those limits. And the problem that we have with a lot of games is that sometimes the games can't keep up with those you know, 30, 60, or whatever. And that's when frame rate drops, you see, like, I think what do they call it, judder, the stutter of the screen. You get lag, skipped frames, that's what I was talking about there. Um, tearing, all that fun stuff. So VRR allows the TV to automatically adjust the refresh rate of the TV to match the game. So that improves the image and, you know, everybody wins, I guess. And this stuff over here is going to be part of what the HDMI 2.1 spec, which, which was announced uh, in 2017 and 2.1 supports both VRR and the ALLM, I guess in 2019, we're going to be getting TVs that have the HDMI 2.1. So, you know, if you have a TV, if you get a new TV, you might want to look for 2.1. And then you can benefit from all of the added fun stuff that, uh, that it offers here. So that's pretty cool. You know, so we got a little bit of next-gen technology added. And, you know, I think some of this we couldn't really take advantage of because our TVs don't support it. But... It's here. The Xbox can't support it, and we can take advantage of it as soon as we catch up with our TVs. So that's really cool, and I bet that this is going to be a standard offering coming on the next, the real next-gen consoles when they come out, whenever that is, in the next couple years. So moving uh, along, we've had uh, Guacamelee. That was... Uh, I think Games with Gold game a couple of years ago, at least about three years ago, four years ago, something like that. And Guacamelee 2 came out, I believe last year, 2017-ish? No, 2018? Anyway, it came out. It was not available on Xbox One X, but it was on PlayStation and other systems. But uh, Guacamelee 2 is going to be available on Xbox with Xbox One X support on January 18th. And it's going to be running at 4K on the Xbox One X. And uh, it's fairly inexpensive. It's $20. That's the cost uh, at launch. And if we pre-order it within approximately the next two weeks, or about a week and a half now remaining, if you pre-order it, you can get it for $16. So that's pretty cool. Actually, here, it came out in August 2018, and it's got an 83 on Metacritic. And uh, the original one was pretty fun. It was a great uh, multiplayer game. Uh, had pretty cool graphics, and uh, was definitely different than most other games out there. So uh, you might want to check that one out. We got January Game Pass games. I think we touched on a couple of these in previous episodes, but I guess the full list is out right now. And uh, if you haven't gotten Game Pass, definitely want to 
you should check it out. It's it's the selection of the games on there is awesome. They're adding great games every month. And for January, they're adding, let's see here. So at the end of last month, they added Life is Strange, Complete Season, Episodes 1 through 5. They added that on December 20th. Then Before the Storm, Episodes 1 through 3, 1 through 3 on December 27th. And then Life is Strange 2 Part 1 on the 3rd of January. So those are already in there. Also, they added Ark Survival Evolved on January 3rd. Farming Simulator 17 on January 3rd. And then tomorrow, January 7th, we've got Absolver, Just Cause 3 going in on January 10th, and After Charge on January 10th. So, you know, the uh, the games that are going in there, are, some of these are, are pretty good from what I understand. And if I recall correctly, I've actually remember hearing that Farming Simulator is a blast. I can't say that firsthand, but uh, it might be worth a try. If you get your like OCD farming skills on, gotta get those rows nice and straight. Can't go until you get that last row. All right. And then there's a mysterious absence of a couple Lego games. This happened uh, quietly around the first of the year. So about a week ago, apparently Lego, uh, Lord of the Rings and Lego the Hobbit have been removed from sale permanently. Publisher Warner Brothers has not said why the games were delisted, but uh, they're no longer available to purchase on apparently any store. And the games will remain in the people's libraries. So if you already got them, you'll hang on to them. You just, your buddies can't get them. You can't buy another copy of it on a different system. So apparently some kind of licensing deal had ended, whatever. And uh, it's a shame to lose these games. I've, I've never played these particular ones, but uh, I know that the Lego games are usually awesome. So that um, was interesting. That was interesting to see these uh, disappear. And uh, that's about it for the news for this week. Uh, not like I said, not a whole lot to talk about. There's a actually, I don't know if I should talk about it or not, but there's a new console that got announced, and to me, it's kind of vaporware because uh, they announced that you know it'll be out in about the next three years. It's supposed to compete with Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony. Let me see if I can find the story on it because I really wasn't going to uh, talk about it here, but let's see. Yeah, so far they haven't released any specs on it. They did release a picture and uh, it's called the Madbox by uh, Slightly Mad Studios. Those are the guys, oh, what game did they make? Well, I can't, I don't remember what it was now. But uh, they did make a game. It wasn't an overall crazy hit, but uh, their new console is touted to support up to 120 frames per second for virtual reality play. It'll support most VR headsets. 
it'll be equivalent to, this is air quote, a very fast PC two years from now, whatever that means. <clears throat> and they're currently in talks with manufacturers, you know, regarding components and they can't really talk much more about it. So I think it's interesting that they're actually leaking this information out. We're actually not leaking it. They're, they're talking about it right now where they really don't have a whole lot of anything to discuss or to show that sort of like, hey, you know, we're going to have this console coming out. Now, I'm, I'm all for competition. I'm all for having a fourth player in the mix. There's a bunch of, you know, companies that have tried to do this in the past and, you know, they haven't really gotten anywhere. I mean, there's like, how does, what I don't understand is how does Slightly Mad Studios even compete with the R and like the research and development teams of Microsoft and Sony? Thought I had to sneeze there, sorry. But uh, how do you compete with, you know, those huge teams and unlimited funds? Like Microsoft right now is like the top company in the world. They're like just... Riddled with money and Sony, you know, they've got their own situation, but you know, they can still have research and development teams. So unless these guys kind of go into China somewhere and they do kind of like those, you know, build your own Android (laughs) in that one town, in that little tech center, you kind of go in there and you tell them what you want and they design it for you. You know, unless they go in over there and, and come up with something, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand how they're going to make something, um, you know, viable. But you know, we'll see. And you know, we've had what Phantom was one system. You know, some rumors of a new Atari console coming out. Um, you know, the Steambox supposedly was going to be a player. You know, Nvidia Shield. You know, the different Android systems. You know, the Ouya and and so forth, you know, they, they never really made it, but you know, we'll see. I'm sort of skeptical that this is going to happen, at least with how they launched it. I would have appreciated a little bit more, believed in it a little bit more if they actually had a product to show. It's like, Hey, this is our stuff. Not like loose pie in the sky. Oh, this is what's going to happen. Cause we kind of know how that goes. And basically that not a whole lot comes from a lot of these things, but, but we'll see. So, uh, yeah, that's the Mad Box. And uh, maybe they'll release some more stuff later on this year. But, uh, oh, and uh, the look of the console is, I don't know, kind of funky. I don't know how to describe it. It looks like a uh, an upright, um, so it's an upright console with this edge lit, I don't know, thing that goes up. It reminds me of like a slim Arby's hat. <laughs> That's the best way to put it, maybe. But uh, yeah, we'll, well, we'll see what happens with this thing. Best of luck to them. And, you know, competition is good in just about any space. All righty. Uh, just a couple more announcements over here. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can do that at thisxboxlife.com. Click on the voicemail widget at the right-hand side of the screen, leave up to a 90-second voicemail. If you want to leave us a longer message and don't want to do multiple voicemails, you can send a recording to contact at thisxboxlife.com. Also, we have a Twitter account at thisxboxlife.com forward slash Twitter, or you can just search for at thisxboxlife. 
And we have a Facebook group, thisxboxlife.com forward slash Facebook is the express way to get there. Uh, it is a closed group. You do have to ask for entry into the group, and uh, that's a closed group. Basically, just means that uh, only people within the group can see messages. All right, on to the retail releases for the week, because there are some this week. All right, retail releases for January 7th through the 11th. So that's Monday the 7th through the 11th. On the 7th, we have Absolver. And this is going straight into Game Pass. So if you're a member, you can get it for free. Also, After Charge on the 10th is also a Game Pass game. Going straight in there. Uh, we have Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition on the 11th. Hive Jump on the 11th, and this one is Xbox One X Enhanced. And also, lastly, on the 11th, we have Void Kings. So that's uh, five titles right there. Uh, Games with Gold made the switcheroo last week. We have Celeste, new to the scene for Xbox One X. Uh, and continuing from December through mid-January is Never Alone. That's a wonderful game. Definitely give that one a shot if you haven't already. Also on Xbox 360 and back compat, we have Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light. Again. Yes, yet again. Alrighty, and then uh, if you make any purchases on Amazon, please use our, use our affiliate link. That's a great way to support the show. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but you can find that on our Facebook group up at the top of the uh, page there. I believe it's announcements now is what it's called. Just click on the appropriate link each and every time you make your Amazon purchases. It definitely uh, helps us out. Doesn't Like I said, doesn't cost anything extra, but is a great way to support the show. If you're an iTunes user, you can uh, if you can find the show within iTunes, give us a five-star review. That'll help boost us up within the rankings over there, help more people find out about the show. And make sure to follow us on Mixer, Twitch, and YouTube. And also, as usual, thanks to Learned Your Lesson for the music uh, that we use in the show. And uh, that's about it. Um, looking forward to more episodes here in the coming weeks. Going to be a bunch of changes coming. And uh, I'm working on some stuff in the background and going to be releasing it here soon-ish. Things never work out quite as timely as, as you hope sometimes, but, but it's coming along. So, uh, my name's Rob, also known as Priestar. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I'll catch you all next week. <laughs>